to another episode of Crux of the um, Crutchside Conference Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Scott. For my guest today, I got my brother, Turn from Boston. Turn, how you doing, bro? Yeah, how you doing, Sam? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had a pretty good day. Yeah, I'm good. That's good. That's good. So we share two fan bases, Celtics and um, UK. Wildcats. Wildcats. So when did you become a fan of both of those? All right, so I'm from Boston my whole entire life. So I'm from Salty. If anyone, I mean, if you have any fans who live in Boston, whatever. So I'm from Salty, born and raised. Celtics fan since the day I've been born. But uh, and then I became a Kentucky fan because so Boston doesn't really have like, we don't really have like a college basketball culture up here. Yeah. Like we have UConn. But like even so, like UConn's like two and a half hours away from Boston. Yeah, that's why I know it's a lot of people in New England kind of like claim the UConn. Yeah, whether it's their own men or women team for their college hoop Yeah, roster. I got a lot of friends who love UConn, but like I'm, I never really, like like one of my best friends on earth. His favorite player of all time is Rudy Gay, yeah. and like, and he's from Boston, but he loved UConn. I'm like, you know what though? Like I don't really want to root for Rudy Gay. Like I don't want to root for Andrew <laughs> Drummond. And so like. So I was a Celtics fan. I was born in 1997. Mm-hmm. So, like, I missed a lot of, like, Paul Pierce's really good years. So the, the year I was really into basketball was the year we, we drafted Rondo. So, like, you know, like, my dad and, like, all my older cousins, like, like, like my dad, like, is obsessed with Paul Pierce. My older cousins love Paul <laughs> Pierce. But, like, I, I just missed that cop, dude. Which I still yeah. know that dude but I wanted to have a fair player. So I picked mm-hmm. Rondo. And since over here, we have no, like, like my, my, you know, my dad didn't go to college, my mom, and there's no college up here. So you know what? Where did Rondo go to college? Kentucky? I'm in Kentucky. Uh, nice. So since 2007, and, and honestly, I consider it like Celtics 1A, Kentucky 1B. Nice. That's um a lot of people our age who like the Celtics got into that during Rondo's like early years. Well, I, mean, I was yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. so I was talking. Um, we had Dante on. He said he got into Celtics um because Rondo um during the 2010 playoffs. Mm-hmm. He said Rondo's born, and that's when he became a fan. That's the same for me. I became a fan that um like late 2009. Yeah, like. I mean, I loved Rondo from the start. There was just something about him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so like, this is always controversial, and this this might not make the cut. This is controversial. Oh, this will make the cut. This was controversial, but I always say about Paul Pierce that like you know like of course like, you know I was around for the whole entire Paul Pierce era when we weren't winning, yeah. and like we like to romanticize it now like yo Paul Pierce is a warrior and he was like yo he got stabbed and he still played all the games but like they were, this guy doesn't win games. Yeah, and we were I gonna give, we were gonna give up on him, and then. Rondo came in and Rondo was like, no, fuck that. I'll do him. Like, Rondo yo, man, was there was something about Rondo. <laughs> we'd walk, like, me and, like, my boys, like, we'd go over, like, my friend's house. And, like, we weren't, like, being like, oh, like, Paul P.S., Rondo, like, Paul P.S., uh, Ray Allen, like, KG. Like, they were all great. But, like, we're there to watch Rondo. Yeah. So especially, you like, say, you and I'm, I'm like, two years older, but you and our age range. Yeah, he just started yeah. watching hoops around like your teenage years. That's no, when yeah, yeah, yeah. Rondo first made his like started making all star teams and stuff. So that'd be the guy on the team who you would kind of relate to the most because you're just now 
seeing his development, seeing him make that leap in real time, opposed to the other to the um, bit three, who's already like into that thirties by that point. Oh, for sure, man. Like probably like one of the best things I ever saw in my life was like it was a big three and they won the title. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but they're getting old. And we're like, oh man, we're done. And then me and my boy Ben, we're like, we ain't done because Rondo's coming. And then by Fast. 2010, dude, I still stand by this. Anyone listen to this podcast? The 2010 finals, if Rondo tests, missed those two free throws, and then Rondo hit that last three, Rondo would have won finals MVP. Of course. <laughs> Rondo, no, Rondo, in all the Paul fans, he was the best Chris, player on that, um, during that whole playoff run, at least top two player. Chris Paul fans, uh, put your hands over your ears. Rondo was the best point guard in the league from 2009 to 2012. I'm not mad at it. I used to argue with my cousin on uh, Rondo versus D Rose all the time, but I lo- I took the L I took the L one year because D Rose won MVP, so I had to no, but like that MVP, but like <laughs> but then the following won, year he was hurt all year. He won Rondo MVP because he had better up. stats, but Rondo was a better player. Are you? Uh, what, what would you would you rather like? 12 points a game and nine assists and elite defense, or would you rather like 20 points and four assists and no defense? True, true. It depends on the team maker. There was so. a legit time when Rondo was the best point guard on earth. You couldn't, yeah, especially when playoffs came around every year. And that's our, he's Kentucky and Celtics. <laughs> and you beat me to um, the UK fan of my day, like almost a decade. So I didn't get on, so I didn't start watching college hoops till. Like 2013, I saw the um, no, I saw no, no, a- I mean, I started 20, 2007, yeah, yeah. So I saw AD, um, I saw their championship game, it's like the only game for that season I saw. And then I tried to watch the team in that season, but then, like, as soon as I started watching, no, I would drop her. Okay, and then, um, then the following season after that, I start, I caught on early. The player that got me was um, Julius Randle, actually. So when you started. Wow. I started – I remember the first year, it was the um, the championship – the champion classic, like, early oh, in the season they were playing. God. And Don't I was watching – I was watching so I could um, stay up for Parker and Wiggins the next game. Then, like, I turned to it, I was watching for, like, five minutes, and I saw Julius Randle post up, like, three people. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, he was, oh, he was tight. I said, this kid's like, tight. You, and you I was started like, – when you became a fan, was it um, Coach Cal, right? Yeah. So you never saw Billy Clyde? Nah. Yeah, so I became a fan right before Cal got there was uh, Billy Clyde. Billy Gillespie? Yeah. I remember, do you remember, oh my God, you remember how we got kicked off me and a coach? No, what happened to him? So it was uh, the SEC championship game, which is the last game he ever coached because they replaced him with Cal, but the 2008 um, uh, SEC tournament. And so they were down by like three. And so we had no way to win. So Kentucky had no way to win. There was was a second left. And he figured, so he told the guy out there to go block, block the free throw. Yeah. And it like it worked. He blocked the free throw. But when you block the free throw, you get a point and then you get a, and then you get a, (laughs) you get a foul shot. But he was thinking that like, maybe if he does that, like he'll miss the foul shot. We still have a chance to hit the three. Yeah. It was good thinking, but then they they made it anyway. So if you dickhead, I saw I see the vision though. <laughs> I do, if you have no other options, do it. 
do it. Why not? Dame's already like pretty much I lost in your eyes. I can't believe that every single team in the league don't just hire Perk to just go out there and just like kick LeBron in the leg. <laughs> like why not? Like, pay, pay pay Kendrick Perkins three hundred grand. Kick him in the leg. <laughs> just get that. Oh, have Ron, yeah, have Ron, Rondo's not doing shit no more. You don't gotta like. You're not a have Rondo like, punch Steph Curry in the face. To give him a little jab to um, the rest him, get a little um, get their attention. <laughs> oh man, speaking of the NBA right now, <sighs> let's do yet another Orlando update. Sadly. Oh brother, go you you start. Um, I got a lot of work. <laughs> I'm so sick of this right now. I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about nothing, but then we got players um leaving the bubble to get food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have two right, guys yeah, who like, left the bubble. Down. Them, who is it? Um, it was Rashawn Holmes. Holmes. And who's the yeah. other guy? Rashawn Holmes, Holmes left to go get like um like Popeyes. <laughs> and then I don't know who it was. Yeah, like. It was I like Mando El Caboco or something like that. So, like, yeah, so Rashawn Holmes left the got Popeyes. And I saw people on Twitter, they're like, how irresponsible. And I'm just thinking back in the back of my head, like, yeah, like, you know, like, it was irresponsible. Like, the Kings weren't going to make the playoffs. And even if they were, like, are they really going to miss Rashawn Holmes? Are they really going to miss him from uh, being in practice? Oh, like my God. They, they're going to miss Rashawn Holmes' APPG? <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, that's like the Celtics, like, oh, my God, Semi left the bubble. Oh my god! I pay for cancer to leave the bubble. <laughs> I I would too, but like it's Rashawn Holmes, man. Like you're not missing nothing. It's like he only crossed. The, he barely crossed the line today. <laughs> and you see, his mom, yeah, you see, his mom was like, like she was like, you left, you left the bubble for nothing but your mother's cooking. <laughs> Is that really what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, she was like, you left, the, you left the bubble for anything but your mother's cooking. And he's like, sorry, so mama. Now his press release had me like crying when it came out. He was like. I'm sorry, I was irresponsible. I left the bubble to get food. I will now be quarantining for a week. <laughs> and then Zion did it too, and Zion got nothing. Did he really? I mean, yeah. I, 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 that's all the memes about. You know what? I feel like I can't. With today's NBA landscape, I have no idea what's real or not anymore. What's actually happening? <laughs> so many memes and like joke press release. You never know what's actually going on sometimes. <laughs> what do you think about like? How do you think about the Celtics in the bubble? Oh, um, I, I wish they didn't go, but as a fan, as like a selfish fan, I'm kind of I'm still glad they went so I get to watch them. Yep, yep. But it's dope to see they're enjoying themselves, and Tatum seems to have the whole team um, getting in a golf at this point. I, I just knew seen that Brent just ordered like the whole thing of golf gloves recently. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing you were. Like, I don't really want them to go because I want them to be safe. Like, I, yeah. In my opinion, I think they should cancel the season. Same. But, like, if they're going to play it, then I'll... Okay. Like, I knew Jalen. I knew Marcus. I knew they'd be pretty smart. But, like, n- no pun intended. But, like, I knew that they'd be <laughs> But, like, I knew from the get-go. Oh, we're having a great... Like, Tatum's the same guy that's, like... I don't know. Tatum's politics are kind of... Weird. I knew that, and I knew that Gordon's having the time this life. Gordon's game, un- unbothered, that, unfiltered. Like, <laughs> he put his phone on silence, and he's on like match three thousand of League of Legends. <laughs> and Robin, Robin's is sitting there. Robin's at home knitting. He's dialing his number a million times over, and he hasn't hit a single <laughs> so one. Do not disturb. Yeah, do not disturb. Yeah, that Drake song, do not disturb. He gets a few FaceTime calls and was little girls today and goes and games out when he's done practice. 
Yeah, honestly, Goran <laughs> might have the best series of his life. This time away from his wife. It's going to do him so much good, ain't it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. But I'm glad they're making the most of it, though, and they're not all too down. I no, know it's I'm, tough enough because Tatum said he's never been away from dudes from odds. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're having, like, I don't think it's, like, really that bad. Except the food, yeah. though, like, the, the things that you said about <laughs> the food, they were, like, you saw yeah. them, like, oh, gourmet eating. I'm like, that is not That's gourmet not, eating. But they said um, the NBA looked up for all um, tell me by um, allowing all his restaurants to serve them food on campus. Bro, I'm poor, and I've eaten better than that. <laughs> they were eating steak. Like, I'm vegan, and I know what ste- good steak looks like. That steak <laughs> looked like a fucking, like, if I walked on a pair of Air Force Ones for two years, and I ripped up the bottom, that's what it looked like. The sole of the shoe, the beaten up on um, sole of the shoe. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, it was the beaten sole of the shoe, yeah. You see um, Austin Rivers yesterday make the joke that say LeBron get a whole hotel to himself? I mean, he probably does. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. Well, what I think right. is that, like, I always hate on Bron because, obviously, I'm a Celtics fan. So, like, I hate his guts. Like, yeah. I, I hate him. But, like, and I, but I always do give Bron credit as one thing. Like, he does treat his family well. Yeah, bro. That's like you can like you can one thing you can always give like well that's the reason why Braun fans suck though because like they'll be like well Jordan yeah but Jordan got the ten scoring titles and Jordan got six Finals MVPs and Jordan got five MVPs but Braun's a good father. Braun's a good father. Braun's active. Oh, he is. <laughs> when it comes to life, when it comes to life, Braun's washing Jordan in four <laughs> on the basketball court. I, I don't think Braun's even stepped on the court. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all give up to Bron, though, no matter how much we hate him. No, I, I would give him that. Yeah, he's, he's a, honestly, I, I, I would kill for a father like that. <laughs> right, I feel you. Anything else happened in the bubble, though? I don't think, oh, Harden just got there yesterday, and Jokic just got our quarantine today. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. And Michael Beasley got sent home. I mean, over the summer, everyone was like, yo, look at all the weight he lost. I think during his recovery, that boy was that boy was hitting Wendy's. That boy gained. He it all. had to gain it all right, but. But you know what? That's part. Of, that's part of Jokic's strength. Jokic is my one of my favorites. He comes to the season out of shape, like he ate like junk food all summer. He barely tried during fever. But that's kind and of like. Trick, and then by January, he's in like MVP form for the rest of the season. <laughs> Do you remember back in the day? Uh, what was it? Remember Ronnie Turioff? Yeah. <laughs> remember how like everyone used to say Ronnie Turioff like smelled like shit. <laughs> Ronnie Turioff smelled like shit, but he wasn't good. Like Jokic probably smells like shit, like has mad bo, but he's also just big and strong and actually good. Jokic is awesome. That's one of my favorite centers today. We don't give Jokic enough credit. Like he should be like my like dude, a fat white dude that makes first team All NBA. Like that's like you can't like, exactly. And we spent all season saying he looks out of shape. He can't move his feet on defense. And he did it. And then you and then you watch him and like every athletic bid they put on him, he's just like working them in like super slow motion. He's like if Danilo Gallinari discovered Wendy's. Facts. 
Or if 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 if, if Luca just got worse but got bigger. <laughs> if Luca got taller and put on like thirty extra pounds. But also got worse. Yeah. Yeah, also got worse. <laughs> oh man. But uh, let's say um and Michael Beasley had to leave the bubble. It was <laughs> yesterday or the day before so he got so he caught the um finish it he got diagnosed before he came in, maybe, or he tested positive during the most recent test, one or two. Michael Beasley is one of my favorite players of all time because, like, that dude, like, all right, so he might not be that great in the league, but I guarantee he's one of those few guys who, like, so you hoop, right? Yeah. So, like, he's not great in the league, but, like, you know the type of guys who, like, say you down the park, you you boys, and you're hooping. Mm-hmm. He could, like, I feel like Michael Beasley could, like, down, like, a family-sized bag of, like, hot Cheetos and then drink, like, a two-liter of Pepsi and then still give you 50. That makes sense. <laughs> but like, but like LeBron, I think if, if you give it to LeBron, LeBron probably be like, oh man, like I'm cooked for the day. Like I just ate like shit. Like I'm gonna go sit down. Like yeah. Michael Beasley's entire diet might just be like a blunt and like a family <laughs> bag of Cheetos, and like I'm ready to hoop. He's ready, natural born. It's what you call a natural hooper. Natural, eat, sleep, breathe hoops. And Michael Beasley might just be Jamal Crawford that's eight feet taller and can't dribble. <laughs> PG County boy, though. Shout out to the bees. Oh, man. But let's pivot back to UK for a second. So you said you became in 06, right? Uh, yeah, 06, 07. Like, Rondo's rookie year, I was like, yeah. I just love that guy. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be a fan of – actually, at the time, Wow. 0607. Do you want to know who were the leaders of the? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask that. Who was the best players on team that year? And in BC, like I had to choose between BC. It was, it was um, it was Sean Williams, the, yeah. the drunk Sean Williams, and and then uh, <laughs> Dudley. Yeah, it was Jared. Yeah, Jared Dudley was like our best player for like ten years. But I was like, I'm not picking them. And I was like, this Rondo guy is cool. I'm be a Kentucky fan. So what was it like watching Cal get there and bring all the talent in from the jumping? Senior Hanley so, pretty much changed the whole landscape for college basketball. I have a very unique experience in that, too, because so Cal – so since, like, I live in Boston, Cal was like, – Yeah, that's why like Cal was on – Because Cal was UMass. UMass, yeah. And so he was the one – he was the coach during Marcus Camby. Mm-hmm. And so, like a lot of like people around, like I remember, my dad like loved Cal because like my dad, because like, my dad's like Marcus Camby's age, like he didn't really know him. Like they're not like friends, but like they're both in the Boston area, so like they knew. Like my yeah. dad, and I think Marcus Camby went to like Cambridge. He went to like Cambridge, Virginia, Latin, mm-hmm. somewhere like in the Boston area. But, like we always felt like Marcus Camby was cool. Because it's like, oh yeah, like cool, like yeah, like you go to UMass, like, and you get your money, and then the second you graduate, you're like, yeah, I got money, like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> if, you're, like, if you're a poor kid from Boston, like, you think that's awesome? Like, that's yeah, Any, anywhere, really, too. Well, a- anywhere, but you know, like, especially because you because UMass was never on the map before him, except for Julius yeah. Irving. Julius Irving went there in like the '70s, but no yeah. one cared about college basketball in the, in the '70s. <laughs> but um. So yeah, we like I thought that was really cool. And then so he got there. 
And so, yeah, so Billy, Billy Clyde, Billy Gillespie, he was a coach until 20, 2010 or 2009. And he wasn't leading us anywhere. He got fired for doing that stunt where he tried to block the free throw. And then Cal came in. And again, my dad was like, yeah, this guy's cool as shit. And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, well, like, I'll see what he's like. Because my dad's not a Kentucky fan, but like, I'll try him out. And then the first year he was there was the John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, and uh, Boogie. Year. Boogie. And that year was really cool because, like, they were all freshmen. And at that time, even, like, everyone always thinks now, because, like, they remember, like, the one-and-done era of, like, there was a time when right after the end of the, like, right after the end of the high school era, one-and-dones were still rare. Like, Kevin, like, it wasn't, there wasn't a million Kevin Durants. No, absolutely not. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Kevin, but they then, weren't KDs and Mellows and Beasley. But they had here. three in one year. They had both Boogie, they had John Wall who went one, one. and they had uh, Bledsoe who went, what did he go, like 10th? He went, he yeah, was somewhere, the, he somewhere was in the lottery. Yeah. And so they got all three of them, and um, it was like, and so he did, he would always talk before the games, and he was like, you know, like, I'm not here, like, I understand like, a lot of coaches are here, like a Coach K, he's like, he's there to like, I want to win it. Championship on and like I want to make these boys into men. Coach and K, Cal, like, Cal is like, I'm gonna get these guys to the league. I'm getting these guys played. Cal, yeah, for one reason and one reason only. These boys are going to the league. He goes, and if they're not, they can stay with me for four years. But if you're going to the league, like he goes, you're getting the ball because you're going to the league. He goes, I'm here to get you to the league, and that's how he built this rep. One of my favorite players ever go to Kentucky, Hamid Diallo. You know, him, I love right? him. That's my guy. And you know what? I love him to death. He's one of my baby boys. He's not that good. He wasn't that good, but he but got he there. Good. He had a, because he had enough Coach opportunity. He had said, enough big games. Yeah, Coach K goes. Your verticals enough to get to the league. I don't think your talent's that good, but your verticals enough. I'll let you dunk it ten times a game. You'll get drafted. Coach K, all he ca- I mean, Coach Cal, all he cares about is getting you to the league. He had a um. He had an interesting quote on that. I think he was on maybe first take or maybe he did like an interview or something. Somebody was watching off camera. He had a quote. His quote was, he was like, the point of guys going to college is so they can get a good career afterwards. So if you're coming to college to play basketball, then you want your career to be at the NBA. So it's his job to get you to no, where your career wants to be. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a documentary on um, that season with Boogie, John Wall, and Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. And he's talking in the locker room, and he's like, he's like, it's okay if you guys lose. He goes, you guys are all going to be lottery picks. Yeah. Like, I'm like, he's, like, he's like, we're not here to win, like, the na- like if we win the national title, that's cool, which we're getting to that, but we're getting to AD. We don't get that. <laughs> like, like, My goal, though, is, like, I want to make sure you guys get a high draft pick. Like, he's basically the best agent on earth that doesn't get paid. Yeah. But he gets paid. Like NCAA couple years, you know John Wall's throwing him a bag. <laughs> Cause he'll be at the um, at the draft too, watching some of his guys go up on the stage and get there, um, get drafted. And then he stays in their life for the remaining years afterwards too. So it's not like he's just using them his benefit. Going out of here. I mean, the the number one is the, the team we hate the most. Uh, Louisville. 
the way Rick Martino coached them. Uh, Rick Martino is the old school. He's like, we're going to full core press. Like, the second they get the ball, you're going to full core press and you're going to listen to me. Coach Cal is like, you guys go out there, do whatever you have to do, showcase yourself in the league. Why the fuck do you think no one goes to Louisville anymore? (laughs) Yeah, Donovan Mitchell Mitchell did. There's a reason why Donovan Mitchell went 15th. Right. And there's a reason why Kentucky guys, Kevin uh, Kevin Knox, God bless his soul. He was a really – He's my baby. I love him. Kevin Knox – Kevin Knox goes to any other school, he's not not getting drafted in the lottery. I don't want to say it, but if Kevin Knox went to Indiana, Kevin Knox would be in, like, I don't know, Prussia. No more. He'd still be there. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Kevin. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that great. He kind of got. He got drafted based on the Kentucky brand. Honestly, we can. We, I mean, we're gonna get to right now. We're gonna get to him later. <laughs> but I remember telling everyone, like all like my, my draft friends, like um, like you know, like guys on Twitter, yeah. all the guys who do draft shit. They're always like, "Yo, Kevin Knox, he's the next Kevin." Oh Durant. my god! And I'm like, I watch Kentucky. Like, as a Kentucky fan, like I watched all these games, Shea is way better. And people, like, and awesome. people are like, no, no, like Kevin Knox, he get that Kevin Durant. No, and I'm like, absolutely I'm telling not. you, Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's the one that's gonna be the All Star. And people would Thanks. not listen to me. They did. We don't. You we were don't saying get to say it too, though, not you? You knew. I was saying it all season. I love it. You knew. No, like, there was something about Shea. Like Shea was a natural born leader. And that whole team that year was kind of like disappointing too. That was one of sense. the worst teams ever. But Shea, but Shea was like the biggest. Shea like, was dragging Kevin Knox. <laughs> he dragged everybody. Oh my God. Like, what are these guys doing? Then Shea gets the ball and makes like five key plays in a row. Okay. Yeah. Love that, dude. Love that. So, what are your thoughts the year AD and them um, guys came in? Okay, no, so we're moving on. All right, so that year, I remember, so we got AD, and so AD, if you remember him in high school, AD was a little boy. Yeah. And I was excited because, like, so because I'm, like, it's one of those things where, like, when you follow basketball, so if you're, like, just an NBA fan, maybe you kind of, like, so if you're just an NBA fan, you kind of like the NCAA, mm-hmm. and, but if you're a huge NCAA fan, you kind of like high school. Yeah. You want to go below. So, like, me, like, I was like, oh, AD, like, we got Anthony Davis, that's cool. We got fucking Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Because Michael Kidd Gilchrist was, like, he was that that boy in high school. He was the guy for you. <laughs> no, because he was the uh, – because Anthony Davis was the really undersized center that wasn't big yet. Michael yeah. Kidd Gilchrist was the wing that could get a five-by-five. Five. So, I was like, hell yeah, we got this dude. And um, I remember even after the championship game, like, I was like, I can't wait till Michael Gugas went to this game. <laughs> you want to die on that. You want to die on that. MKG, like, I loved AD, but I'm like, I'm team MKG. <laughs> and then, like, the league came around, Anthony Davis was a rookie. And I'm like, his rookie, and he had a much better rookie year than Michael Gugas. But then I was like, you know, the AD's rookie year wasn't great. No, he was injured a lot that season. That's why Daniel won on rookie of the year. Damian Lillard won it. But then I remember it was 2015, and actually I'll never forget this. I was a senior in high school in 2014, 2015. I graduated high school in 2015. So, yeah. so 2014, one of my boys goes, "Hey, I'll bet you five. Like I'll bet you money 
Anthony Davis is first team NBA this year. And I was like, I'm I'm obsessed with Anthony Davis, but like I was like, no way, he's still too raw. Yeah. End of the year, Anthony Davis, his third year in the league, first team All NBA. That was the year. That was the year they. He was a. He was his third year. He they played the Warriors. Obviously, the Warriors won the title that year. Yeah. And they they swept him, but Anthony Davis averaged like thirty eight. Ad. He's coming into his own. And the next thing you know, Anthony Davis is first team every single year. Anthony Davis should have won. Defensive Player of the Year in 2018. He got a stone by yeah. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is, by the way, the worst defensive player of all time. <laughs> Whoever won DPOI. Like, he's not terrible at defense, but he stole it from Anthony Davis, and then he stole it the next year from Paul George. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, Anthony Davis is one of those talents, like, I, I – take away my Kentucky fandom. I think – since from, from from 2000, like we don't, me and you aren't that old. Like, I, how old? I don't know how old you are. Um, I'm 24. Okay, I'm 20. Yeah, I'm 23. So we yeah. only know since the 2000s. Since the 2000s, the only like all time talents are LeBron in 03, KD in 07. And when I say all time, I don't mean like they ended up being good. I mean from the day they were drafted. From they that you knew they were going to be that guy. Yeah, like it's like Curry's an all time talent, but we didn't know Curry was good till like 2014. Yeah, guys, you could look at from oh, it's, 18, it's 19 years old and just tell they're going to yep. be the one. You got it. You got it. It's LeBron in 03. It's KD in 07. It's and it's AD. AD in 12. And honestly, this is going to catch me some flack. I know I'm gonna get some comments when we, when you post the podcast. Honestly, it's Luca. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, Luke is the one. Like they're like, <laughs> I knew Luke. Like I wasn't even sure about Zion, but I was sure about Luca. Yeah, I wasn't sure about Zion either. I'm not gonna lie. But like Luca, like I like Luca was. I know it was in the Euro League, but they were mm-hmm. grown men. Yeah. Luca was 17. Like it doesn't matter if you're talented, if it's grown men. Like. Come on now, and my thing with um. My first time watching AD actually was that championship game. Oh, so, I mean, I was on. Uh, me and my not, brother, me and my brother were like sitting out living room at home watching it. Did that make you a fan? I was not not like a fan of the team, but like a huge fan of him. He only had like six points, but he was easily the best player and the most impactful player on the floor for both sides. Yes, yeah. he didn't. He couldn't struggle to like the last two minutes of the game, but his mere presence on the court, he's Blocking shots, changing shots, getting every extra rebound or tip back, and it's yeah, like you got. It's like he was putting the fear of God in those guys who would just get switched off. So I was like, "Well, AD was that dude." AD well, was insane. Like because like, well, that team was so deep because we had a lot of people, but the team was so deep that like he could score forty, but like he does. Why? Why would he? Forty. You were scared about him blocking forty shots. He had like a he has like what the single season block record too. He was blocking like or close four to and half, about like four and a half, yeah, four and a half, half, yeah, four four and half like shots a game. Yeah. <laughs> AD was crazy. But then, if you want to keep on going on Kentucky, we'll get to my favorite Kentucky team ever. Which one is that? Twenty fifteen. I love that team. That that's my favorite team. And still, I think that's why. Yeah. And then that that actually it all ties back into the Celtics. And why is that? Because for 2015, when the uh, Kentucky – they went 38-0. Yeah. And then they lost in the Final Four 
they oh, lost man. to uh, Wisconsin. Oh, man. Dumbass. Frank, Danny Ainge, remember that? So we had the pick we were going to get. We were going to get Kaminsky. <laughs> oh, my God. And so we were going to trade it. For, we were going to trade the pick for Justice Winslow. Yeah. But uh, uh, Michael, who owns the Hornets, he was like, no, nah, we need Kaminsky. Thank God. And we were like, and like his reasoning, his reasoning was like, Tucky, he must be good. And I'm like, is Michael Jordan that dumb? Michael Jordan retired. Is because like Kentucky was all freshmen and Sam Jackson were all se- like seniors. And that, was always a, be- and that was a grudge match for those two. Uh, and that. <laughs> well, I I have a feeling that like no matter like you can be as like in James, you can be as talented as you want. But if you're a freshman, you're like if you're a team of freshmen, you're always gonna lose with a team of seniors. Cause just because an eight is like like twenty-two to thirty is not that big. But a team yeah. of twenty-two year olds is way bigger than a team of eighteen year olds. Exactly. And Cat was phenomenal leading up to that game, but you tell Frank just had the more experience, had a game plan they can't execute. It was just, so sad. Yeah. Like like you know, like if you put Cat against Frank Kaminsky right now, it's it's not it'd be, it's not like, even it'd be 100, close. You know, like Cat was like, I don't know how to post up. He did it. Like Cat, <laughs> was, whole, he was a baby. He's that year because he came in. He came into college as a shooting bid, but Chow was like, no, we're gonna. He was like, he was like, every game we're gonna get you on the block and throw you the ball. Just, and that finally manifested into him. He only had like maybe. One or two simple post moves, yeah. but he's that much bigger and stronger and more athletic than everybody. So by like January or so, he's like he's finally starting to come in his own second oh, half yeah, of the yeah. season. Like I said, Frank is the player of the year, fourth year guy. So and I said this is a grudge match for him and Cat and Cat. This is he just got there. I mean, the best grudge match of all time was when after the draft. I mean, you remember this when everyone was like, "Who's going to go first? Is going to be Jaloko for?" Or is it gonna be? Stop yeah. it! <laughs> and, then first, and then the first time they played that year, yeah, I'm, when when the Timberwolves played Philly, and everyone's like, "Here's the big matchup," yeah, and okay. Cap was just like, "Yeah, like I, I can't really like I'm trying to like do this on Zoom, but like yeah, Jaws like Jaws like in the post like putting his hands up, and Cat's like, "What are you doing back there? Step back, like hitting threes." Dude, Cat yeah, is like, awesome. Yeah, because Jaws like yeah, come down the post, and Cat's like, "I'll just shoot in your face." And that used to annoy me leading up to that draft. So like, cause I love Okafor too on that day. Okafor had like post moves for days, but it's like you can look at Cat and just you can just he's one that you can just look at late that season and just know. Yeah. So yeah. everybody was like, "Is it Cat or John's it Cat?" Job was like, "Have y'all seen Cat? <laughs> Did y'all see him the last ten to twelve games of the season? Cause that guy." <laughs> yeah, John's over there. Like, come meet me at the rim, bitch. And no, Cat's like, like nah. Nah, me at the perimeter. I'll just shoot. Like, Cat's like, nah, I'll shoot, bro. <laughs> Cat's like, I have an open, like, I have an open shot. Like, here we go. And Cat shooting, like, they took on. Um, then that took um, a lot um, of scouts. This, by, this um, is fact. Um, fact. Cat is the best big, shooting the whole season. The best Cat big man shooter ever. That's the best big. Cat is the best three-point shooting big man of all time. Ever. The numbers he shoots 41% on nine threes a game. That's Steph Curry level, and he's seven feet tall. Fans. And that's no disrespect to Dirk or nobody, but Cat is literally just... Oh, the game improves. Yeah, the game improves. And that's his game. As a, he's, a, he's a natural shooting big yeah, since man. high school. That's why, actually, you know, 
one of the laziest things ever. And it's, it's actually kind of a cool dynamic we have right now. Like, like one of my one of the laziest things ever to me is when people compare players and they only compare them to players of their race. Like, uh, so all right. So I always think it's really lazy when people are like, "Oh, Luka Doncic, he's Larry Bird." I'm like, he's not. Like, yeah. He doesn't really, play Larry Bird. <laughs> They're just like, yo, I get it. Two blonde white guys. Yeah. I'm, he's I'm, more, I'm, like, I'm a blonde white guy as well. But yeah, like, he's they don't more play. James Harden than he is Larry Bird. He's more James. Like, I've heard people be like about Cat. Like, like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, what do they say? He's like, oh, actually, I, I one time heard Black Ray full of friends. I'm like, he's a lot better. Come on. <laughs> I've never heard Dirk. And I'm like, he's literally is Dirk. Like, they both can't play defense and they're both. Big man, they can uh, my thing with Cat defense, I'm a, the only thing is he's just lazy defensively because Cat was a defensive prospect in college. I know. He's <laughs> when he got to the league, he just he's doesn't not play. lazy, and I hate this is because I love him to death, but he's pussy. Yeah, he's soft. I see that. Like, Kentucky on Kentucky crime. The the the, the one of when, when Boogie is his home. The Boogie's just like. Has his chest out, and like, like he can't on. move past him. Come on, bro. <laughs> Listen, not just about the Cat, though. Salute Cat. But yeah, Cat is a phenomenal shooter. Cat, Cat is my Cat is probably my third favorite son in the world. In the world, I feel you. I love that. Cat is awesome. And that oh, that segue is perfect. And that's all. So speaking of your favorite sons, who are your favorite UK guys in the league? All right, so now we're just going to favorites. Nothing to do with talent. No. Nah, then again, my favorite is also the most talented. <laughs> but yeah, just Jacob Alexander. Shay. That and also, only Kentucky fans call him his name. I cringe when I hear Bill Simmons like shy. His name is Shay. That irritates me so bad. <laughs> but like, yeah, like, like watch a game. His name is Shay. His name but, is Shay. I even started for like the first like month of the, his um, freshman season to understand what his name was. Here's my honest opinion about Shay. And like, this is no Kentucky bias, nothing like that. Shay Gillis Alexander, I think, is like. And eight times, like, I don't, like, I'm not going to say he's, like, going to be, like, Michael Jordan. But yeah. I think, honest opinion, like, an eight-time All-Star. Definitely. Like, like yeah, like, he's he's not even going to, not even, like, Tracy McGrady level. Like, not even, like, a ten, like, like an eight-time All-Star. Eight-time. Yeah, but he just, he's just a really great player for a while. Eight-time All-Star, five-time All-Defense. And like and like maybe you know though he's one of those players he could be a Nikola or a Kawhi that could like he could make a team where he's like the third best player but the best player doesn't like he's tell me he's not one of these guys he could be in a team where he's the third best player where they make the finals and the best player doesn't show up but he shows up and wins and he just catches fire every game he could be Iguodala or 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 and he could there's there's something about him. Shay, I even started at Kentucky when everyone, like, you know, like me and you started, but like a lot of our fans and a lot of the national media, they were sucking Kevin Knox's dick. And they were like, Kevin Knox, this is our guy. This is the prospect. And I'm like, but Shay was winning the games. Shay was him and um, him and PJ mostly. And PJ. Oh, God. I love PJ. PJ. We don't talk about PJ in a second. That's what I got to. We'll get to PJ. You know, I yeah, love we him. Get to, we don't get to him after this. <laughs> but, like, Shay was winning the games. Like, yeah. You know, Kevin Kevin Knox was doing his thing. Like Kevin Knox is like hitting like, well, he was shooting one for nine from three, but he hit one that looked cool. And yeah. like, that's Kevin Durant. And I'm like, what about Shay that has eight, six, and four? 
fast. And Knox just has like the perfect build for an NBA player in this era. You love the tall. He can play one player. through four. He can play one yeah. through four. It was you ready to say about. I just had something to tip my tongue to my tracker. Jay is the. Oh no, his um his situation I would now. Jalen Brown for. I wish he got to stay in the Clippers and play with Paul George and Kawhi, but he got traded to the perfect situation because then Chris Paul comes in. Yeah. And with no and regardless of what we say about Chris Paul, he's one of the he's an all timers, one of the smartest players ever. And now you have this young kid who just you know just seems to get better by the day, being mentored by the most probably the most consistent point guard of his era. I mean. Y- as much as I want to say Rondo, it is Chris. Chris Paul is yeah. the, no Chris. It's it's Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul's and, been elite from like year three. I mean, well, Chris Paul. I mean, uh, this unfortunate timing. I mean, thank God, <laughs> not, thank God we're not recording this in January. Uh, Chris Paul should have won the 2008 MVP. You think so? Over Kobe, just, yeah. He had an argument for it. Chris, no, Chris Paul was the best player in the league in 2008. Or over KG. Yeah. Nice. And well, Chris Paul. And to be, all right, here's my – well, I'm going to do this. I will always take – it could be a wing or a guard. I think the best player in the league is almost always a ball handler. I'm just, yeah, I feel that. Like, K, no, KG, are you kidding? Like, KG transformed the Celtics. I love KG. <laughs> I was there. I love 2008 KG. But yeah. the best player – if you're going to be the best player in the league as a big, then you better be a Jokic. And Jokic isn't the best player. And KG was uh, better than Jokic, and he still wasn't. Yeah. You need to be a wing or a ball handler. And KG's a – he's a good facilitator for a bit by, by, by the time he got he, the ball. He, he was amazing. KG by was – By the time he got the ball, he had Pierce and then Rondo KG and Ray right all getting their touch on the person. He didn't really have to play that role once he got KG his ball. Right you remember what Yeah. It's Chris Paul, KG, Kobe 3. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a great three to be in. I mean, and it, it, for all the Kobe fans listening out there, Kobe should have won the two. Like, honestly, Kobe should have won the two Steve Nash ones. I don't agree with that. Just because the team didn't win. All right. Well, that's a whole. Do you want to want to go into the rabbit hole? Or? No, we're not going down the rabbit hole today. We don't have time for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> at least one of them. At least one of them. Maybe. At least one of them. Maybe you could give the one to LeBron. Oh, but LeBron, I hate LeBron's guts. He deserves like nine. Yeah, LeBron is crazy. And MJ should have won like 15. Yeah, but you can't give it to the same player. Yeah, like that would make it just look kind of silly. Can't you, though? You, you could, can't. but it just, it'd be kind of redundant. So I understand why they don't do it. But what if Tatum wins the next 20? I won't say anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Tatum, can, every other year, Tatum, Tatum can win this one. Devin Booker can win next year. Then Tatum. <laughs> Then Cat, then Cat, then Tatum, then Shea, then Tatum, then Diallo. We, we, we can all today. We can all today. Uh, man, outside of uh, outside of AD, you say Cat's the best UK prospect um, playing in the league. Oh, no. All right, the best, the best UK after, in the league is it's it's for it's for show. It's after AD, but who's who's second place? That's when things get tough. <laughs> all right. So, because when he was healthy, John Wall was in that top two or three. John Wall, I love John Wall. I love him. Yeah. yeah. I would say number one, AD. Mm-hmm. Number two, Cat. And then this is where things get crazy. Number three, honestly, is 
Devin, if you're listening, Devin, I love you so much, baby boy. You're number four. <laughs> but Shay's better than Devin. You think so already? Yeah. That's a bold take. Because it's, <laughs> it's good as the Devin is an elite scorer. Devin is, Devin is a bucket. That was, Devin's that a was one of those guys Devin's that was easy to too. Devin's a bucket. But, like, Shea is, like, 75% of a bucket. But Shea also can pass and also can play defense. Definitely. So, yeah. Like, if Anthony – oh, no. If Devin Booker could play defense, if, if Devin Booker ever became a first-team all, like, defense guy – yeah, I would probably say he's the best player of all time. Like that's how much I love Devin Booker. <laughs> but he just awesome. can't play defense. Yeah, but I will say I'm gonna hold off on judging Devin too too harshly until he gets some like actual talent around him. That's the one thing. I, that's the one. I, don't know, I know, I'm not, but like, I'm not giving him like a complete pass. But, but defense but, is like defense yeah. is. Defense you don't need that talent to play defense. Yeah, because that's, that's Malik Monk, our guy Malik Monk plays defense. He has no talent. Yeah, he's not a good defender. He tries though. But all right, so do we agree on the top? On some order, we agree on the top four. It's like numbers. So number one, we both agree. Number eighty is number one. Uh huh. Cats number two. Yeah. Two for two. And then you want to do you want to put Devin Booker three? We can put Booker. Yeah, put Booker three for the month. Yeah. If, all right, so you put Booker three, and I'll put Shea three. But then you're gonna put Shea four, and I'll put Devin Booker four. Somewhere like that. And so then when four. who is five? This is where things are tough. I think I have an easy answer. It's it's Bam. Yeah. It's Bam. It currently, I give it to Bam, but I think if John Wall was healthy, or yeah. if, if he gets back to the level he was at pre-injury, he'll be fine. But right now, it's Bam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bam is awesome one of the too. hardest moments of my whole entire life, and I'm not kidding. Like, I've had some on a different <laughs> podcast, like on a life podcast, I'd go over this, but on a basketball podcast, I won't. But I've been <laughs> really tough shit in my life. But I think one of the top five hardest moments of my life was the 2017 playoffs rooting against John Wall. Because <laughs> I wanted to root for IT because I loved IT. Yeah. IT went against – when John Wall was like, don't come in D.C. talk about no funeral. Man. I, was, I was like, fuck yeah, Kentucky Wildcats. But then, like, <laughs> IT was like, my sister just died. I'm going to drop 55 on you. I'm like, all right, but IT. You got we gotta ride what we gotta ride what I see at the moment. <laughs> like, as much as I like, I'm like as much as I love my Kentucky boys, like I have to ride with the Celtics and also. You got to. I it dropping 53 after his sister died. I know it wasn't a championship. I stand by this. I was there for 08, and I've seen all the Red Sox championships. I've seen all the Patriots championships. I think the best sports form of my life was it dropping the 53 on. Absolutely. That was like our I, that was like our championship that year. It doesn't matter that we didn't like. It doesn't matter about the championship. It he lost his sister in an awful fashion. Fair God man. bless him. And then he dropped fifty three on her birthday. That like that's way IT, more than winning a ring. It is a legend, man. I don't care nobody saying. Oh, for sure. No, like I, I like you can talk. You can talk talent, but when it comes to just like what it did, like bringing the whole excitement back to a franchise and like almost overnight and cementing our whole new motion to go out and just win now. Like I mean, all right, so I mean so everyone everyone who's listening to this that already knows me and they'll know me after, but you know me like my whole entire bit on Twitter, I'm having turned his cousin. <laughs> we had a couple of years where like before IT like blew up like where Evan Turner just was our best player. 
And, oh, hey, Evan, Evan, if you listen to this, hey, I love you, Charles. I'll see you all <laughs> I couldn't stand. I'll see I, was so up, I was so up and down on Evan's turn. I'll give Evan, Evan, at Thanksgiving, I'll give you the big piece of turkey. I love you, cuz. <laughs> but you weren't getting it done. He was. And I keep getting it done. IT was awesome, man. I hate hey. to use the term for the culture, but that's pretty much what IT was, man, honestly. I mean, nothing will ever take like one thing, like one thing you can, you can never say about him is like it's not even like it's it's not only that he was just that good. He was like like uh, I'm six two. Like, I'm not like I don't think I'm that big. And like if I played against like a normal like someone who's pretty good at basketball, they're gonna smoke my ass. I'm not very good at basketball. <laughs> I, I post up, I grab rebounds, and I block shots. Like I can't shoot, I can't dribble, whatever. But I'm six two. Isaiah Thomas is six inches shorter than me. Crazy. And Isaiah Thomas was averaging 30 a game against LeBron James and Kevin Durant. 60th, 60th pick in the draft. To me, nine. averaging 30 at 5'9 is like averaging 45 at 7 feet tall. Right. <laughs> like, like all, if he, he can average 30, then why can't like, – Imagine if, if he had KD's skill, he'd be averaging 45. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Salute Isaiah. Love that guy. Like I said, forever a legend. Other fan bases, they won't really get it because you can't set them to get it, but no, he's nobody a, cares. He's a, he's a no. Celtic for life. And so, so is Evan. Like, no, it's, so, so is Evan. I'm going to my cousin. Hey, if you listen, he, Evan, if you listen to this, I'm speaking for you. He, he He's a Celtic, like, who's a Buckeye first, but a Celtic for life. <laughs> oh, man. Evan's cool, dude, though. No matter my knock on him as a player, it's pretty cool, though. He's a, no, he's a man. Facts, facts. Oh, man, let's stay, let's stay on the subject for, for a little bit before we close out. Yeah, what else, think? what else do you want to talk about? Nice. But um, what's our playoffs looking like to you? You think we're going to make a run? Um, well, so I've always been a big believer in, like, there's two different types of playoff teams. And there's team like there's like the teams. So there's like the uh 04 Pistons, who also also Kentucky alum, Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince. But you have like the you have like the 04 Pistons, or you have like the 2011 Mavericks, so they might have had a superstar, but they were really a team. Yeah. But then like, but overall, like those are a dozen. <laughs> you mostly win with talent. You get like one of those a decade. And I'm not kidding, like I'm not capping, I'm not kidding around. In my opinion, Tatum is one of those guys. Like if he's not there right now, he's gonna be one of those guys. Like, like soon. Yeah, like you know, like Tatum is one of those like you have two, yeah, when you're gonna win a championship, you have two options. It's are you gonna have a team where every single person is magnificent in their role and you win, or you're gonna mm-hmm. have one guy like LeBron or KD or Steph where you can or Kawhi and you're gonna win. And to me, Jason Tatum is you know what Jason Tatum is Kevin Durant with better hair but a worse beard. <laughs> I'm not I mean, mad at it. Well, Katie got that – he got that screen door hair, so. Yeah. Katie sacrificed his own – he sacrificed his set of ways for buckets. I'm, also, I'm a huge Katie fan. I can't talk that. He's my favorite player of all time. That's not a so Same. Funny. Love Katie. That's my guy. Katie, yeah, Katie's the – Probably one of my – Katie, get on the show. Katie's probably one of my – probably the most – the play I've had the most fun watching, like, develop over his career. I mean, we're the same age, so, like, we probably... Fast. I caught, the- K- I caught Katie for the first time in maybe 2009. And then me and my brother, like, we was like, yo, 
If this dude, like, this dude ever learns how to dribble, like, consistently, he's going to be crazy. Then, like, fast forward, like, he, he two years later, down. it's like, nah, but it's, like, early in his career where his handle was, like, limited. Bro, like, it, was, was, it was limited, but it was still better than, like, it. his limited handle was better than a lot of point guards today. Yeah, and we was, like, if he ever just that, like, real tight elite handle, he's going to go crazy. So then fast forward, like, 2000, like, lockout season, when it finally fully clicked that he made that huge leap in the top three, top two, three, four, five player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, like, from 2009 to, like, 14, that was no play I love watching outside the Celtics more than KD. All right, so if you want to talk about when he jumped into number one, I don't want to disrespect Braun because, like, trust me, Braun, as much as I don't like him, Braun has given the Celtics to work. So, like, yeah. Like, if you say if you say game six, 2012 in front of me, I start crying. Like, I get it. <laughs> Braun was, like, the 45, 15, and 7 game, that was, that was despicable. But there was a moment in time in the 2017 finals when KD hit two pull-up threes on LeBron's face in a row where I'm like, this motherfucker's the best player on earth. Facts. You couldn't deny it at the moment. <laughs> like, even though I get it, he had a better team. He had a like, better this, team, but... This, you know what? Having, I always having a better team, well, it makes you a better player. Yeah, but you, but at the same time, you can hide that talent, but you have to produce along with that talent. Yeah, he he was he wasn't there to play take him. He took LeBron to the face and went boom and did it again. Two back to back years. That was that was the cold. Like that was the coldest shit I ever seen in my life. Ever yeah. being like, like you can knock KD for going to the super team, but you can't knock that he actually put in his fair share of work. On the team when he got there. That was the moment where it went. Katie joined the super team, and it went to Katie made the super team. Fact. So I always, I think, I think they, they were, were gonna the slow down. Team. They were a really good team. Katie made the super team. Yeah. They were a super team in the sense that they're just like that much better they than a lot of games, everybody in the league except for like maybe the Cavs at the time. Yo, but they might have lot of one of games. But do you remember who beat them on their home court? And Marcus Smart scored his career high. <laughs> Marcus Smart scored 24 on their home court and we won. That was a fun one. They, they should have uh, went 74 and 8, but Marcus Smart said, fuck they that. They should have. Fuck that. Now Zaire changed his shoes, fourth quarter, and I mean, second half, he went crazy. And then, actually, the Celtics have been their kryptonite for the past couple of years. We yeah. beat them every single time. Like, we beat them. So, in the year they went 73 and 9, and then the next year, the year we got Kyrie. We beat yeah. them too in November. Which I think with the Warriors versus us was when everybody else played the Warriors. Like they see Steph knock down like five threes in a row, then they just kind of like annoyed and disgruntled. Yeah, was like, let me get my gun. No, Steph has like the three against us and starts showboating and like Smart and Isaiah or Kyrie or whoever's like up court hitting the layup on the other he's like still celebrating. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean at halftime, Terry was like, you take another one of those. I'm bringing. I'm bringing the Youngstown. Yeah, like it's like like it took a certain level of discipline to beat the Warriors that the Rockets, despite no, no, the, the Rockets, right, like the it. Rockets it's never had. It's discipline. Like yeah. that's why in 2018, I'm gonna sound everyone's. Well, okay, full disclosure. Yeah, I'm drunk. But on this, in 2018, we would have beat them because they would not have had. <laughs> they not wouldn't have. Quickly, <laughs> they would have been like if Marcus Morris and. 
and smart were just bullying KD, we would have beat them. I'm not agreeing with that. But I think we don't want one, Jay. <laughs> Tatum was in it to win it that year. He was in it Tatum, to win it that year. And Jalen, despite that bad game, Seth was wrong. I get it, Ben Simmons from Rookie of the Year. He had better breakups than stats. Tatum, if you count the playoffs too, did Tatum not have a top five rookie year of all time? Count playoffs. Has a rookie year had, Can you name five other rookies that had a better playoff year? Like that had a better season? That had better they? playoffs? No. Jordan didn't make it. LeBron didn't make it. Magic. They're out. Kobe Magic didn't make it. Magic oh, Magic's won. Yeah, Magic's won. Magic yeah. won. But, like, Tatum dunked on fucking LeBron James in Game 7. Like, Tatum <laughs> kinda fuck. Woke up the beast after that, but, hey, it happens. Huh? <laughs> Tatum was that boy from the beginning. And I, and I feel bad to this day, as a Kentucky fan, when they drafted Tatum, I was like, why don't we fucking take Darian Fox? Oh, no, nah, I knew we were going to say Tatum. That was, that was my guy. So we trade the number one pick. I was like, oh, we're getting Tatum. <laughs> I mean. It, it, it just made sense. We needed a strong, so it just made sense. But do you remember in the – well, I was just glad we didn't take uh, Lonzo Ball because you remember the, the NCAA tournament? Oh, my God. Darian Fox gave Lonzo Ball the work. I couldn't stand Lonzo when Kyle was out, yeah. I mean, all my friends, like – so in, like, in Boston, like, we all – like, everyone wanted Lonzo. And I was like, no. no. I was like, Lots I was like, of them made any sense for us. Because none of them are Kentucky fans. When they played yeah. the tournament, I'm like, Darian Fox gave him the fucking hands. That was it personal for um, Fox, too. Yeah, it wasn't even close. No. But for some reason, I hated Lonzo. But I was like, I was a little terrified at UCLA team. I mean, you hate, they had a, you hate Lonzo because his dad? No, I hate him because like that first matchup, he was that him that disgusting looking jumper were like raining That's deep threes against us. But you always can't you can't always hate on a on a bad jumper because Kevin Martin, one of my favorite players of all time, his jumper looked like shit, and Kevin Martin was knocked down. Yeah, and Lonzo. Kevin, co- Kevin Martin was KD who couldn't pass. <laughs> That's what they said. Um, Wiggins comes from the Kevin Martin school of only scoring. Yeah, no, yeah. No, <laughs> I saw that joke I think my favorite stat line of all time was uh, or my favorite, like, you can fact check this, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Martin is the only player ever. Kevin, Kevin Martin had like three years in a row where he averaged 25 points a game and the team didn't win 25 games. <laughs> like, Kevin Martin's stat line was 25 points a game, two rebounds, 0.4 assists, zero blocks, zero assists. That's what he was always on. But but on like 50, 40, 90. Yeah, great score, but that's about it. Kevin, you know, Kevin Martin was, you give me the ball, I'll shoot it. I will not pass it. I will not rebound, and I will not play defense. <laughs> that's why he was always on the, um, the good enough Rockets teams. Yeah, he was good, he was, good he enough was, not to get a lottery pick, but not good, but not great um, enough to get a playoff spot. I, I, <laughs> I call him the, the light skinned Michael Red. <laughs> The lights get my career. Yeah, basically. I feel you. All right, so to wrap up every episode, I do a top five segment. Yeah, sure. Well, I think of um, three top five specifically for the guests. You give me whatever you want. Got you. Got you. Let's get it. All right, so last UT question of the day. It's always the one generic basketball question and two other questions. Give me whatever you want. So the best question. So your top five UK players of Cal Arrow. Of the Cal era. Yeah. 
Am I counting them uh, just college career or NBA? Uh, just college career. Oh, just college? Oh, that's fun. All right, number Top one, 80. Five. 80. 80. All right, number two is going to piss everyone off, but honestly, if you're a Kentucky fan, it should, like, not number two, Michael Gilchrist. <laughs> no, I'll let, it, it's your list. I'll let you have it, bro. <laughs> I mean, if you're, no, I mean, you're, Michael Gilchrist was a really fucking good college player. Yeah. All right, number three, though, Cat. <laughs> number four, John Wall. Mm-hmm. Number five, Bledsoe. Nice. Actually, can I take Bledsoe back? Go ahead. Number five, no one's the wall. Yeah. No, it's pretty. My, I think my top five favorites since I became a fan. I, I got really? You said favorites? So you said best. Oh, uh, you do best or favorites? Oh, up to you. Well, the, what's your favorites then? That's the best. What's your favorites? Yeah, well, my number one, number one through five is Shay. Booker. Booker. <laughs> no, by how they were formed, I don't think you can debate mine. Like, nah, yeah, no, nah, you, no, nah, you do. Okay. I think my, I was, my, I was my favorite. Yeah, so my, I, I, I took it as I took it as how oh, no. formed. No, you're good, bro. Now my five favorites would be in no order specifically. Cat. Yep. Tyler Eulis. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh fuck! I want to change my list now. Okay, well, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You can change that. No, you're going Kat, to do it, do it. Eulis. Yep. PJ. Yeah. Those my I love Eulis and PJ, they did two years and they took like such big leaps for years. One and two that you you had to love those guys. Of course, for sure. Um, those three. Um, I wanna say I hate to go so guard heavy, but De'Aaron Fox. Yep. Shay. Yeah, Shay. Okay. And then right outside the top five that I want that I have to mention like, so he got me to be a fan was is all random. Okay, yeah, okay. You know what? I can do this even quicker then. I'll do my top five to just my favorite. Yeah. Number one, Booker. Number two, Shay. Number three, mm-hmm. Tyler Hero. Number four, Malik Monk. Number five, Cat. That was my five nice. favorites to watch. Those are some those are some fun guys too. That was yeah, that was that one was way more fun. I the first yeah. one was just by how good they were. Okay, but you know, <laughs> Actually, All right, next, next question. You uh, you're a big rap fan, right? Hip hop is by far my favorite genre. You go ahead. Nice. What are your top five favorite albums? Oh man, <laughs> you might have to cut like uh, you might have to like cut some like some of the pauses out of this out of this when you're when you're doing when you're editing because like this is gonna be a while. All right. <laughs> Let it be known. Keep this part in. Let it be known. This is off the cuff, but if I had more time, I could think of more. I understand. I'll do. I will do it. In, I will do my best. I'm gonna put them in order. Like I'm. I'm gonna do that for you. I'm gonna put them in order. Number uh, one all time, B by Common. Nice. Number two, late registration. Classic. Number three, Liquid Swords by Jizza. Mm-hmm. Two more. I, I already got. I only. I got three left. Uh, and I got two left. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna give an honorable mention. Number four, uh, and this one's gonna piss everyone off by the Kendrick fans. Section 80 by Kendrick, not the Pippa Butterfly. Hey, that's a good album. I'm not mad. At much, I loved it. It's a ten. It's, they're all tens, but <laughs> Section 80 is number four, and then my number five rap album. So I only got one left. 
I'm going to keep it to one person. I'm going to keep it to one album per artist, so I won't reuse an artist. Gotcha. Um, Midnight Marauders by Tribe. By uh, Tribe. You know, Tribe, I, now Cast Take had the timeline match you that day. And then, <laughs> um, I remember I was, I was, I went, I went Tribe over Outcast. And then my um, honorable mention, if I can just, I won't do like a 25 honorable mentions, but I can do one honorable mention. You need one honorable mention. Sure. No, I, I did my five. Yeah, I'm saying, what's your, what's your honorable I, mention? One honorable mention, Reasonable Doubt by, by Hove. Nice. Amazing albums. And the last top five, who are your top five characters from The Wire? Oh, top five favorite characters. Buddy, you got, all right, all right, all right. That one, this one, you, all right. In order or not? Um, no order. Your five favorites. All right, my top five. All right, Mike. Love Mike. So Mike. Marlo. Yeah. Act, scratch Marlo. All right. Mike. <laughs> Mike. All right. I got Mike Weebay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, you know how tough this is? I know. Trust me. I know. It's the, it's the, it's the second best show of all time. I mean, what's, your, what's your first? Surprise. You know my Abby. My Abby's Christopher. Yeah, I have to. I haven't seen Soprano. How did they um, That's on my list to watch. Sorry, so Mike Weebay, Bodie, Bodie, Brother Mozoon. Nice, that's my guy. Brother Mozoon. I mean, you gotta love brother. Brother Mozoon got the best one. Don't think so. I'm a librarian. Everyone listen. Like I don't know who. Like a lot of people that probably follow me on Twitter and us, but maybe you don't or no one listen. But I'm a librarian. My fair quote in the series is when he's talking to his thing, he goes, you know what the most dangerous thing in America is? And he goes, what? He goes, uh, word I can't say, what a library card. Nice. And I left every single time I hear that. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, like the library. All right. <laughs> Bubbles. Bubbles. Nice. Amazing cast of characters, dude. I'll tell you. I just finished it for the first time in April. No, in oh, like mid way through May. No, I've watched it like five times, but when quarantine first started, my dad never saw it. And, and so me and my dad, so I watched it with my dad. We finished it by like May. like, And my dad was like, he used to be like obsessed with The Shield. Yeah. And he was like, it looks way better. Like, I love it. He's obsessed. It's my favorite. He's watching it for the second time right now. Like, He's he thinks bubbles like the coolest character ever. <laughs> I sit on I will sit on YouTube for like an hour and just watch like oh just just watch like the wire clips like all oh, like, no, yeah, the whole time. Show, the show, me too. And then sit there, read the breakdown. What was actually I'm still on there to them, the saddest character and why I feel bad for it. I would honestly I would kill myself just to make Dookie feel okay. Uh, same. He's <laughs> the saddest character in Dookie. Him and um him and Randy for me. Um, well, at least we got like he could at least become the new prop Joe. Dookie was Dookie's, just gonna be man, incredible. that broke my heart. It did it broke my heart too. Season four is probably like the greatest season of anything I've ever seen I, in my life. I, I'm, it has the best themes. Like every you know they change the themes every every season. Yeah, with the but kids doing all four, the when you walk through the garden. Oh man! Of, when they have when they have the, the kids of Harlem sing it. It's yeah. so much better than the rest of the seasons. It's, it's I loved it. Like that's like that see that one season 
has stuck with me for like the last few months since I've seen it. Like, yeah, I probably I, don't. I, I, I probably don't. I probably don't get through a whole week without just be like, dang. Yeah, <laughs> all the fans listening, I remember there was this one day when this motherfucker right here he he DM me he's like, why did you just like my tweet from three weeks ago? Oh and yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> I go, oh, because three weeks ago I remembered you. He posted a picture from season four where it's like all they all wrote their names on the wall, and I wanted for my wanted for my header. Yeah, so, I creeped his page to go get the header, and then I was like, "I'm sorry, I just I, I had to like." Yeah, I you found me talking um, talking about Josh yeah. Smith or something. Yeah, it was, it was a Josh Smith. The Josh Smith, yes. <laughs> that, that's funny, yeah. Oh man, but I appreciate you for coming on, though, bro. Oh hell yeah, no hell yeah, anytime, anytime. Absolutely, this is your first podcast, y'all. So you like it? I've never been on a podcast before, but um, I'm very like you know another weird Celtics Twitter person. That's we both got you know some pretty good fans and I really appreciate letting me on. No problem. You're natural, man. I great time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it.